Black Box Radio, first podcast, the inception, the beginning. This is Queen of B. And this is G Forte here in studio. We got we got a someone coming in to record mm-hmm. uh, today, and we might. I don't know if this is going to be a part of episode one. We we in the process of getting a lot of interviews together. Yeah. But in this introductory episode, we just kind of want to lay the groundwork give you an idea of what you can expect from black box radio and give you a preview of some of the um some of the content that uh the queen has been out gathering (laughs) um out in the field talking to people in the community etc so what what uh what you been up to what what we got coming up we got a lot of stuff coming up but I think first we need to really talk about what Black Box Radio is. All right. And kind of get people to understand that uh, we straight black. That's number one. Okay. We black up. <laughs> For sure. But Black Box Radio... Um, so what does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? That means that we, as we approach everything from a perspective of black people and how it applies to black people and how black folks are affected by the application of. So it's all black, because we black, built black, walk black, do black, be black. <laughs> all right, yeah, I don't know, what was that? Um, was it in Living Color? Or was it, uh, I'm black, y'all, I'm black, y'all. I'm black, I'm y'all. Black. Or was it Chris Rock? It seems like Chris Rock. Probably, yeah. probably, because he does the black thing a lot. you know. But you know, you ain't gotta say you're black. Everybody can see. But you well, know, well, black is more than a color. Well, you, well, you can't. Well, you can't see me right now. <laughs> and if you're listening, you can't see anything. But okay. I don't guess is any mystery. Um, Trust me. Based on the the timbre of the voice and the the vernacular that comes across, that you might guess that we're a little melanated. Maybe. But here's the interesting thing. I, I was listening to music, some music from an artist named Your Old Droog. Your what? Old Droog. Okay. And he's from the Ukraine, born, mm. but he was raised in Brooklyn. He's absolutely white, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he was raised in Brooklyn. Okay. And he just, when I heard him, I was like, this dude sounds like Nas. Ooh. Like, it was like, I didn't, there, there is nothing in, in his voice that would have given me any indication that he was anything other than black. But then when I seen him, I was like, oh, okay. Well, can we pause? Because you said something very poignant. Because he's been enculturated in Brooklyn right. around us Africans, around right. us black folk. So he comes across with the swag, right? Right. It's the same thing with black people in America. We've been enculturated by a different culture. You know, and we tend to not be who we are. Well, so, so that's, that's a tricky question. Cause I, I, it is I, tricky. I know that. So I take my children, for example. Okay. If you listen to my children, mm-hmm. you might not know what their ethnicity is. Sure. Or you might not assume that they're black when you hear them speak just because they were kind of moved around a lot. So mm-hmm. they, didn't, they didn't grasp onto a, uh, um, uh, they didn't grasp onto a local diction or anything because they moved around. tongue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they they are army brats. Sure. So they've moved around and they've always been in a very diverse environment and they've just been exposed to a lot of different things. So they don't have a really strong local, you know, Mm -hmm. local connection. They had like a potluck to put together to make who they Right. And then then it's a bilingual household. Oh wow. So so there's a lot going on there. So that if you just listen, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't necessarily know. Sure. But if you looked, you would see. But, of course. So, so what do you think about mine when I talk to you? Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's any... any, uh, any do you think I'm black? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's more of... It's more New York than black because you New could York. also be... Mm-hmm. You could also be like Puerto Rican or mm. something like that. There's just a there's a locality in the in your tone. True, sure, sure. So, I guess everyone. And that's what the guy you said, uh, Drew, I don't know the whole name again. Yeah. Can't get the whole name. But, you know, he's been enculturated in Brooklyn. You know, so Ukraine ain't nowhere near Brooklyn. Right, <laughs> right. And, and, there's a lot of, and there's a lot of ways that people encounter um, 
encounter blackness in their experience and it, and it bumps against people in different ways. That's true. So some people, um, you know, often imitated, you, you know, never duplicate. Um, some people almost fetishize it from, sure. from the cultural products that are kind of endemic to the black experience. A you, lot of people right. hold it. Um, they like it, appreciate mm -hmm. it at, at some level, but it, it's almost in a, um, I don't know, it's a dark fascination with it. It's not a true appreciation of it. Yeah. So there's a difference between appreciation and fascination. I think it's how you digest it. You know, it's, it's how it, you digest what you see and what you think it is and your perspective, too. Right. And then it comes out in the way that you have define it. And sometimes it could be negative. Sometimes it could be very appreciative. It all depends, first of all, on the person and how they digest us, because we special. Right, right. <laughs> so as, as you come across, so all of the um, variety of different topics, cultural, cultural topics, mm -hmm. current events, and things of that nature are going to be presented here mm -hmm. um, through that lens. Yeah, and Com so, yep. community. So you know, information, entrepreneurship. We're going to try to, you know, kind of touch on everything, not everything, but try to touch on as much as we can that can um, improve the black experience. That's just really what it is in Baltimore City. All right. Yeah. So we're right here in Baltimore. Yep. Um, so let's say a little bit about some of the conversation that you've had so far. Maybe we can play a few, um, play a little bit of a preview of some of the things that we're going to be checking out over the next couple episodes. Couple episodes. Okay, well, I've, I've had some interviews. Okay. Um, I mostly with, well, you know, we talk with the folks who are contributing to the first podcast. So, and not to the first, but to Black Box across the board. So, um, we got Sister Royal. Okay, who's Sister Royal? Sister Royal is our spiritual component. So she, she is um, my sister, my friend, my, um, my rock. She's been in my life for the beginning, and, and I always have her around. Well, I came to Baltimore through Morgan State University. Oh, um, go Bears. Yes, yes, and I loved it. Um, so that's how I came to Baltimore, and I ended up staying. Excellent. So what's your educational background? Um, well, I have a degree in human services, mm -hmm. um, human relations, I'm sorry, but human concentration in counseling, uh, Christian counseling mm. uh, from Atlanta Christian College, which is now Point University. Okay. And also I have my master's in teacher uh, leadership from Strayer University. Excellent. So, And I also have my degree from Baltimore School of the Bible in um, Christian studies. Excellent. And you? And I am a master hairstylist and barber and makeup artist. <laughs> Y'all hear that? That's what I've you call versatile. I've been real she busy. She can pray. She can part your hair. <laughs> she can grease it down. She can take the clippers, get your line, and then get the bag, y'all. Spiritually, what can the people do to advance their lives. Other than, you know, because everybody says, oh, you go to church, you pray. But what can we do as just a normal person? Well, those are the foundational things, but just building relationships, building better relationships in our community, mm -hmm. in our families, sure. and in our homes, because, you know, there are a lot of broken families, there are a lot of broken homes, there are a lot of broken churches, and we just don't have that strong foundation that we used to have. You know, the church was the pillar of the community. Our elders were the pillars of the community. Our, um, you know, village were people that we respected and we just don't see that anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think if we can come back to that, that's the foundation of us as a people, you know, the village, the relationship, the, the um, elders, the church, sure. that respect is completely gone. Absolutely. It's because there has been a lot of stuff that has, you know, happened down the, down the line. But if we can just work our way to getting that respect back. 
So I did a segment with uh, Lil Mama. Okay, you talking about lipstick, um, Little Mama? No, this okay. ain't lipstick, Little Mama. This is Baltimore, Little Mama. East Baltimore, Little Mama. Okay, can you describe who that is? <laughs> she, East Baltimore, Little Mama is the hype for BBR. When you see her, you'll know what I'm talking about. She's so lovable. She's so special. And um, I had a conversation about with her about her community and also with her, you know, showing up at our events and, you know, making the people feel comfortable. And, and <laughs> she is just the person for it. Lorraine, better known as Little Mama. Mm-hmm. Born and raised in Baltimore. Absolutely. Now in Hollandtown area. Okay. So you've been in the East Baltimore all your life? Or? Yes. So East Baltimore, grew up in East Baltimore, everything. Yes. Yo, she's born bred <laughs> East Baltimore. Something has to go on. One positive thing should go on in every black community. Because they're always talking about the negative, mm -hmm. you know, but we need to have one positive thing outside of our house because yes. a lot of people got positivity going on in their house. They're raising their children. They're going to church. They're yes. being great people, great citizens. And I applaud that. But we're bigger than ourselves. Right. No man is an island. You have to step out of your comfort zone. Remember, we was just talking yes. about that. You have to help people who didn't come from your body or come from your family. Yes. Because that's what being communal is. That's what the village is. We do want to collaborate. We do want to do events. We are open to do all of that. And I know you guys want to see Mama. <laughs> Mama turns up. Y'all don't know but Mama. Mama hit him with the BBR call. Do y'all hear that instrument? Y'all don't know nothing about that. That is what's up. When you hear that, the BBR is in the house. Black Box Radio. What it is, what is this, Mama? Hit it again. That is the BBR call. When you hear that, box up squad, hit the flow. Cause ain't nobody going to the door. We about to hit the flow. Mama, I, yes sir, mama, I love it. I love it. So this has been, I just want to introduce Lil Mama, but I promise you, when you see her, you see why we call her Lil Mama. But she got a lot of presence. She is a local celebrity. So I just want you guys to know the Black Box Radio is real, real Baltimore. We regular people. We got jobs. You know, we work here. We love Baltimore. We have children here. We have families here. But we just really care about the community. Ain't nothing special here. You don't have to have nothing special to touch and be around us. Come holler at us. Black Box, Black Box Radio. Listen, Mama. Yes. What's your last word for the, for the community for the day? What you want? What you want to leave with the community? I want everybody to come out and do the black box with us, and I will be in the place. Wow! Yes. So listen, we all do some things in the community with you guys. Absolutely, Amen. she's in. I'm in. And we all and we are here for the black community. Um, I don't know if you guys know, there's a um, song by Donny Hathaway. Y'all know Donny Hathaway, guys? Mm -hmm. All right, all right. He has a song called uh, Young, Gifted, and Black. And so that's a segment for uh, Black Box. And today, we got two of that. We got two of that sitting with us. We got Wayne and Moth. Hey, Say what's up, up guys. How y'all doing, man? Yeah, what's going on, family? Well, you guys are out in the community. I did. I came to one of your uh, events at the McGillery Park, the Resume Building Workshop. Remember that? Yes, yes. ma'am. And so you guys have um, a foundation, right? Yes, ma'am. The beautiful Baltimore Foundation. That is great. How did that come about? Um, well, the, simpler, the, the <laughs> simple part of it is uh, 4th of July. Mm-hmm. You know, 
one of the one of the beautiful places in Baltimore to be on the Fourth of July to watch the fireworks is on top of Federal Hill. Okay. So it just so happened to be sitting on top of Federal Hill watching the fireworks, and a young man approached me, asked me for a lighter. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and um, so ever since Fourth of July, we've been working. Just that simple. Just that simple. Yeah. I mean, 2019. 2019. Wow. I mean, but we. I mean, individually, you know, we both we both been doing everything for a lifetime. For a lifetime on our own, but you know, that's when we kind of came together and we made. Did you know each other? Nah, we've been around each other. We really passed each other. We come from the same neighborhood. We know all the same people. I would never know this guy. <laughs> These guys seem so tight, y'all. Yeah. I'm telling you, I would never know that. This is good. That is a great question. Yeah. Man. Wow. And it's it's, and I think like maybe because of you know God kind of foreseeing where we could be at at this point of our lives, meeting each other and working together. I think He kind of kept us away from each other until this point. Because, like I said, we traveled all the same walks of life, same people. I'm talking about when people see us together, they be like, hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's my ma- How you know my mask? My ma- I know him since a baby. But it's like, hi. But like I said, like, I, I just, I'm grateful that we didn't meet each other before 4th of July, you know? Wow. So, that but was like, some like said, fireworks right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And ever, wow. ever, ever since then, man, we. Yeah. And beautiful um, Baltimore Foundation came from that. Yeah. What is the beautiful Baltimore Foundation? What does it do? What's its function? Um, like I said, it's a combination of our life work and the things that we've already been doing in the community. As far as you know, saying, we've always been the people in our circles and our families to you know feed people, inspire people, take care of people, gather people together. Um, you know, give people guidance and direction on, you know, the things that they wanted to do in life. Wow. And it just, and so I had a, I had a nonprofit, you know, Healthy Wealthy Life Inc. that I started back in 2016. I just was doing a lot of, you know, community work, things like that out of my pocket. And, you know, building relationships with other people who were, who were doing things in the community. So you were just inspired yourself. This was self-inspiration yeah, so to be in the community. You guys yeah, just felt we, the need what, to help the do. community. That's what we do. That's what we from. That's what we love. And man. you do like, this in East Baltimore, right? Yes. And you, McElderry Park? Yes, man. Okay, so the, you guys ride with East Baltimore. I'm feeling that. Yeah, man. Like I said, I, um, I come up in this, you feel me? I, I, I'm one of them kids who was, who, was, who, was, who was saved and spared by the streets because of you know, basketball programs and, Excellent. you know, different academic programs and things like that. So it's like, it's only right for me to get to where, you know, as I was I was blessed through those those opportunities to get a scholarship to go to private school and then go on to college. And, Excellent. you know, I worked in banking, I worked in, you know, government finance and things like that. So it's like, and I, I'm, I'm saying I'm humble enough to know that them situations came because of people who sac- made sacrifices for me and cared for me and opened doors for me. So it's like you reaching back. Yeah, that's my job, man. That's, that's a beautiful like, thing. Can I ask you guys? I know there's something to say, but how? What age group are you guys? I'm, I'm 28. Yeah, I'm 29. Wow, these are young kings. This is what yeah. we need. We need youth and the movement, and we got some young kings here. Some of us 50, we ain't never helped. A soul, <laughs> and these guys are t- in their twenties, and they're looking, they're feeding people, they're out in the community, they want trying to give jobs, they entertaining folk. I mean, it's it's a great thing, and um, I applaud you guys for that. And that's why when you guys have something, I show up because um, we got to support each other. It's, it's totally about support. So okay, I want to ask y'all individually what you do, Moth. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Like I know you got this foundation where you know you you, you come like. Like Wayne said with that big word, culmination, guys. <laughs> Four <laughs> syllables. <laughs> culmination of their life work. So um, what do you guys do, like, individually? You're not together all the time. So what's your individual thing? Um, Are you an artist? You yeah, know? well, mainly I'm a artist, an entertainer, a performer. Okay. A singer, songwriter. I produce, too. And I produce a lot of other artists. I did a lot of... Um, Artist development for eight years. I had a program for citywide, you know, just people out the street trying to rap and just showed them the art of rapping, engineering, told everybody how to record themselves, do graphic designing. And, you know, in 2009, we started the um, No More Guns Foundation. That was a nonviolent approach that we had took and 
we utilized that with Safe Streets and also um, there was a lady, she was running for sheriff. She used that our slogan and our promotion for our campaign too. So we've been on campaign trails. I do photography, I do live sound sh- uh, shows, setting the stage, the lighting. You're a creative um, guy. Graphic design. <laughs> wow, okay. And if we got to do some dirty work and do some heavy lifting or some painting or electrical, plumbing, whatever now we got to do. we so. have. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So it's good to have, I mean, when you out here in the community, you got to have a lot of streams, right? You got to be able to do a few different things if you want to stay out here and um, do what you need. So that that sounds good. It sounds like you're doing a lot. Do you have any shows coming out? Anything you want to shout out? Yeah. Um, um, Facebook. You want to put some things out for the people? No, nah, just be ready for this uh, beautiful Baltimore film documentary. Just stay tuned for that. When is that? Uh, what's that? The twentieth and the twenty-first of this month. It's. Um, East Baltimore Film Festival. We yeah. have enough eight fourteen North Carrollton Michael Place. Yes, go. it's the Michael Film Fest, right? Yeah. So it's this Saturday, guys. It's the twenty if and the twenty first Friday and Saturday. So Friday is a feature, and Saturday is the features of different artists in Baltimore, right? So homegrown talent. You guys are showing your documentary on. Saturday. Saturday. Okay, so this documentary. Give us a little preview. What's, what's that thing about? It's about um, Throwback Thursday and um, a weekly event that we did in, com- in the community, engaged engaging the community with uh, McAldery Park Association and a lot of other community organizations, Safe Streets, Miami Street Merchants. And um, we just took it back to the block parties and having fun, free food, music, entertainment. And it got better each week. It got more crowded and we had more um, entertainment each week and we're just going to uh, show you how the beauty that's in the city. Oh, so that's just the footage from the all of your... From everything all, that we did over wow, the summer. Wow, that should be very interesting. And, and it shows how it grew? Uh-huh. Oh, show the progression of progression. how, how okay. it grew. And um, we're going to express our um, feelings about what's going on in the community. Love it. So you guys, that film is featuring on Saturday. Am I right? Yes. Do you have a time? That it features today is it time or is just how it flows? It's too to be announced. It'll be in the morning, okay. And that's at um, at, at Micah. What's the address again, Wayne? Eight fourteen North Collins Avenue. Starts at ten a.m. Ten a.m. Come out, guys. Come out and support these young kings. They're definitely trying to um, do great things in the community. Um, Wayne is a real estate agent, right, Wayne? So yeah. tell us a little bit about you. Yes, man. So yeah, I'm. Um Currently, a real estate agent for Keller Williams Legacy, the Champion Home Group. Um, I've always been, you know, interested in real estate ever since I was a kid. From I knew people who was, you know, flipping houses and you know, turning houses into businesses and things like that. And of course, you know, Baltimore, we got thousands and thousands of vacant houses, and that's just always something I just wanted to be involved in. Um, nine to five, just I can do it. <clears throat> I, I could do it, and I was the best at it at <laughs> any job I ever been at. And same here, but I, yeah, but I hated it. You know what I'm saying, like, you feel me? I hate the structure of you know, working for the system and working for the people that's kind of put keeping our people down. You know what I'm saying, working in municipal finance was kind of the biggest joke to me. You feel me? Working in government finance was now nah, for a person of pure heart and a person of the community, a person of the people, that's just not the place wow. for you. I'm saying so. So this is more fulfilling, real estate. You oh yeah. F- you feel you feel whole. I feel whole again, like Excellent. D- like D Rose, man. I yeah. feel whole. Again. And that's important. <laughs> oh man, you you like D Rose? He on the comeback, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, that's like, that's a good thing. You know, you gotta feel passionate about what you do. Yeah, man. I was sick in that place, man. Like mm. making real good money, but I felt sick every day. Mm. I'm saying so. Money's not enough. It's not enough. I'm saying mm-hmm. I wanted my time back. I wanted my freedom back. I wanted to be amongst my people. I'm saying, and most importantly, I wanted to be away from the people who were targeting my people. Mm. I'm saying, so um, yeah, got into real estate. You know, things been going good. You know, a bunch of wholesale deals, rental property management. Okay. You know, buying and selling transactions. Um, and then the, the 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 most fulfilling thing of it is being able to give people information. You know what I'm saying, and just people coming to me and just asking me questions about 
whatever type of real estate transaction or whatever type of you know statistics are going on in the market mm-hmm. and i'm not one of them people that's going to charge my people for no information or hold back no no information from my people in order to keep them ignorant in order to make money off of them i'm not a poverty pimp i don't like poverty pimps you know poverty i have a pimp. i have a problem with y'all that. hear that poverty <laughs> pimp yeah, yeah. yeah. they be thugging on the ghetto that's yeah, a lot thugging on the ghetto listen <laughs> write that down yeah, yeah. that's a new one poverty pimp Thugging on the ghetto, right? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, it's gonna be bad for you. Yeah, we see you. (laughs) Yes, sir. um, But um, yeah, and then um, like I said, I um, I had started my when I first moved back to Baltimore after I um, was out in D.C. at school and going to school and working went to uh, college at Howard University. Um, started my nonprofit, and um, like I said, man, I just was doing doing. A lot of things just out of passion. We was throwing cookouts, having water balloon fights. We was just <laughs> doing whatever we could think of just to make the people smile. Yep. And Ooh, that's um, beautiful. Just to stimulate the community. Yeah, man. And all this was in East Baltimore. All this was in you East guys Baltimore. Guys, ride or die with East Baltimore. I love it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I love it. Shout out to the West, too. Yeah, I'm saying. We from. I'm a West Side girl, but I love that. You know, <laughs> I've been drawn to that. You guys, uh, the West Side needs some of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we definitely man, need just, some of this. Not just the West Side, all our people, man. From, from Baltimore to DC to Philly to Harlem, Detroit. Absolutely. Chicago, we all the same, man. We come from the same, you know what I'm saying, essence, the same roots, the same struggle. That's you know true. Saying? It's just different locations, different lingos, system are still the same. Same stuff, man. right? Yeah, same application same. of the stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you got some handles, you got emails, so people um, can get in touch with you for properties. Yeah, man. Uh, Instagram at page dot real estate, P A I G E dot R E A L. State, <laughs> yeah, so I don't feel like I love it. About, you know, <laughs> Facebook page, homes, P I G homes. Um, okay. you know, beautiful Baltimore Foundation. You know, follow us, check us out at beautiful Baltimore Foundation on uh, Instagram. Yeah. We always got something going on, man. We uh, this week we got um, of course, we got the film festival coming up, but um, we also have uh, speaking engagement um, Sunday, September 22nd. Uh, Prestimony. Uh, this is a ceremony on the root chakra and generational he- uh, generational trauma healing the root chakra. I'm saying so. We're gonna be speaking on, uh, you know, just a lot of the different traumas and pains that you deal with as a youth. That's kind of passed on to you. You feel me? The things that just happened before you, or you know, tra- dealing with the trauma of. Like generational that parents, trauma. Yeah, things yeah. that your parents had to deal with. So now they putting it on you or your grandparents had to exactly. deal with. Exactly. They putting it on you. Wow. Environmental depression, things like that. You know what I'm saying? So we got a nice performance lined up. Where's um, that going to be? That's going to be 219 Park Avenue, Center City Boutique, downtown. Um, what time? That's going to be 3.30 p.m. in the ceremony. It's going to be a nice uh, nice situation. It's going to run from 3.30 to about 8. A bunch of different... Um, Bunch of different activities, bunch of different speakers, food. Um, That's yeah, the twenty sixth, right? Twenty yeah, second, right? Bad Lady Botanicals. Yeah, yeah, September twenty second. Shout out to Bad Lady Botanicals. Okay. Um, Who's that? She, that's that's my girl. Lady is. Yeah, that's my, lady. that's my girl Sunshine who put this whole thing together. Um, she uh, she has a natural cosmetics um, business. So if you have a Need any any soaps, body washes, hair products? It's all oh, natural. We need to see the baby. Baby need to come box <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need her. Yeah, yeah, because we need natural stuff. You know, nobody make nothing for our skin. Yeah, man. So that that's that's great. So she kind of put this together. The um. The testimony. Yeah, yeah, the testimony ceremony. Okay, yeah, she, excellent. Yeah, and, and the lecture and all of that. And okay, and that's on nine twenty. Let's, let's get 22. that right. That's nine twenty-two, three thirty-two. To about eight. I think to, we go on about five thirty. Okay, three thirty to eight, and it's something to build black people. So just yeah. come out. Yeah, man, it's gonna be nice. Um, we also working on getting this information out there to the community about the um, about these infusion grants we have. Uh, we have funds. We have funds for resident-led, community-driven projects. You no know, matter whether it be mentorship. You know, community beautification, um, whatever you want to do. You know, teach the kids how to DJ. Um, Any certain community that you can get this type of grant? So, Is it all communities in Baltimore? or? So currently right now, um, we only in three communities right now, but we, we are going to expand. And what are those three? Those so three communities know. are McElderry Park, okay. um, Middle East, and the Care Community. So these folks, anybody in this 
those communities can apply for the grant. So that's McElderry Park, Middle East, and what's the other one? Care, C-A-R. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, you don't have to be in. You don't have to be an established nonprofit organization. You don't have to have any experience in anything. To, uh, you know, programming the in the in the community. You just have a pat. You just have to have a passion for the community, passion for the people. And do you have to write a business plan? Are there any like um, we things have a you gotta simple, submit? Yeah, we have a pretty simple application. Oh, it's an application um, process. Yeah, very okay. simple. Very simple application, though. Um, and what is the type of funds that a person can expect? It's fifty dollars, two hundred, between five hundred and twenty five hundred, depending on the need of the person. Yeah, depending and on the need. And they have to the define their need. Yes, yes. ma'am. Excellent, excellent. And that what's the name of these grants now? These are the community this this is the Infusion Community Grants Program. It's called the Infusion Community Grants Program. Yes, ma'am. And it's for McElderry Park, Middle East, and Care. Those yes, neighborhoods can access this grant and it's from five hundred to twelve twenty five hundred dollars. Yes, ma'am. And there's a and where can they get this? Is there um infusion.org or can they go so how do they get the info? Go to uh yeah, fusionpartnerships.org. Fusion. So that's, okay, go ahead. Yeah, fusionpartnerships.org. Um, or you can contact me at, you know, at page.realestate. I have the paper copies in hand. I have the link. It's one of those long, long <laughs> one of those links. long links. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah. they would have to hit, yeah. you the, hit you on the gram or yeah, Facebook, yeah, something yeah, like that. I can that. send that to you, man. We got, we got funds that have to be distributed. You know what I'm saying? So please, so come please, get these please hit me up and get this money. Please, because the community need it. And it benefits us all, man. Exactly. I'm saying, like, you over here doing one thing, I'm doing one thing, the next person doing the next thing. I'm saying it all, it all, it all, you know, comes together to create a beautiful, a beautiful community, man. And that's all we're trying to do. It's just, I'm saying, hold down our own, man. I, I, like I said, I spent nine years in D.C. and I watched, first of all, I watched people who wasn't from D.C. disrespect the people of D.C. and called them, quote, unquote, locals. When you, you and they, I'm saying, you in their territory, you in the, you on their land and, and walking around crazy. And then um I seen them people lose their you know, lose their land, lose their neighborhoods, you know, lose their way of life, you know, make people try to turn down go go music, you feel me? I ain't even from D C but I felt some tight way about that because it's like you come here and try to shut off club music, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a problem. Well, that's the, that's so the issue that's, when new people come in, they want to bring their new ideals. So that's why we have to build our community and be strong about what we are. Yeah. And they can't move us, you know, because gentrification is real. It's real. It's, it's not going to end. I'm, I'm, don't, don't tell me it's fake because I did it. I'm saying, it's like, absolutely I did real. It. I'm saying, I, worked, I, I, I literally worked on those projects to displace thousands and thousands of people. So you can't tell me it ain't real. It's very I'm real. Saying? And yep. you can't tell me that it's for us because, trust me, it's not. I still well, got I'm only five. I'm gonna say this bro. about gentrification. I don't like it, but I know if we are prepared, the process what gentrification do is brings resources, but unfortunately brings different people and different ideals. But if you're prepared and you're there first, mm -hmm. you benefit. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So we gotta. Sometimes we can't run. We gotta we be gotta there and be down. prepared, yeah, and then we can tap into the same resources they bring into the neighborhood. The problem is, is we we're in the neighborhood and we don't have no power. We don't own nothing, mm -hmm. you know, and they can just move us out the way. So we got to find a way to, we can't be moved. And then we got to stop moving ourselves out the way, man. Like, Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, the one, that's the one important thing. We got to stop our own way. We got to stop, yep. stop blocking each other. We got to stop killing each other. We got to stop hating on each other. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... it's it, scary. It's scary, yeah, man. Like, like we, we, scary. We, doing, we doing the work for the people that want us out the way. So... Yeah, we got to make their job hard by helping each other. Exactly. So, yeah, man. That's the, that's the that's process. Good. That's the process. This has been a great segment. My young, gifted, and black kings. You guys don't know, but I'm sitting here. I'm the only woman with all of these, with these three men. It's just, it's a beautiful thing to see these black kings. It's just brown, brown, brown. <laughs> Y'all don't know nothing about this. I'm a lucky woman today. <laughs> I got young men and... A, young, a little older man, <laughs> Jack, Jack G, just Jack. G mix in the building. G mix. It's all love. It's all love. But um, these guys rap, and you know, oh, it's early in the morning. But if we can get a breakfast bar, oh, if I can man. get a, a a Kellogg moment on the mic, I, I East Baltimore. Down. I gotta break fast, lunch and dinner. 
Oh. <laughs> we try to get a little mic check. Can we get that? Or that's not possible this morning, guys. Okay, you can't. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm mic check. Come on, son of a. Bro, I'm son telling you, the big boy was listening to. But you don't know who yeah. listening to Backbox. So I'm like, listen, this could be your your time, bro. I got you. You know, you gotta always Sad. be prepared. I'm dedicated, my ambition is elevated. Come from under the bottom where niggas never made it. Out the corner, homicide, life on the street. Shit, investing in drugs got me on my feet. Shorty, get down for the cause. Let me father you. A lot of rappers wanna be gangster, but they ain't honorable. Shoot him in the face, kill him before he get the Hopkins. Spend a bent on some G units. You know what's poppin'. Perks out at the church house, serving them pink tans. No disrespect to the word, just bring the saints in, the blessings. Cause after this prayer, we back to sinning with white women. Trumps, the Bushes, and the Clintons. Uh. Presidential suit and tie. Was young in the mafia. Pour the Baltimore. Fist scale. No tilapia. Hundred grams on me. Just call the Lord hitters. Got the shoes on deck. Big tees for the sniffers. Get my legacy fame. God, I got bitches. Back then, they ain't want me. Now, I got bitches. Broke niggas. They ain't. Uh. I got you. Wow. Wow. Baltimore. I got him. I got him. Mike. Mike. <laughs> Mike check, man. Mike check. Radio. That was Moth, y'all. Black Box Radio. Bad Flow. BBR yeah. coming at you. Holy soldiers fighting God's war. Long sleeves at work. I got dope swords. Remember, we had dreams of being dope boys. Turn the nightmares of East Baltimore. Now Kev gone and Lord Dev gone. They trying to hang Lord Kev run. Only way these niggas getting money now if they grew up living in a lead home. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I never been born. Heart dead, brain torn. Lighting matches in a rainstorm. Pots hot, the canes warm. Add base to the acid, it contains more. Raw is war. Without a cause, saying niggas die just from having fancy cars. Yeah. Niggas act hard till they stack the charge. Niggas stitching on you don't pay they lawyers Dope dealers in the black caucus KKKs in the Oval Office Me and mm. Mafia going bang regardless Black kings down in loyal I'm draped in purple because I'm royal Snakes in the grass gotta uncall them I got mm. the frame to paint the portrait Nigga with an attitude I got no conscience mm. Niggas frauding, we sit honest Seventh gear, Paul Walker got love for Meagles About to burn the wall up I am stone as a beautiful artist Gary Brandon told me be cautious 40 Cal used to pitch the hardest. Shout out Black Box Radio, that woman of goddess. Hey. Ow! Ow! That's Turn what I'm talking up. about. Freestyle. Black Box Radio, 9 19, 19. Coming. That's what I'm talking about. That's Young Gifted and Black right there. That's my man, Wayne and Ma. They dropped it, y'all. Next. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you got a couple so, so things happening around Baltimore. Why don't yeah. you uh, catch us up on a few items in the news or that are going on that you think are worth talking about? Well, it's a lot of stuff going on out here. Um, Trumpy, of course, or the vice president, any of them. They came to Baltimore. You know, Baltimore's infested. G. He came though. What's up? Um, the, What's up with that? Well, I saw a lot of. Um, um, social media uh, <laughs> videos. Uh, there's a lot of like threats. Yes. On social media, um, <laughs> I think it was an interesting move for him to come here. Uh, mm. I don't. I don't know what that was about. I, I think this is not your common Republican environment. This is a seventy percent Democratic state. Come on. But I, I think that, um, yeah, I didn't. So I watch a lot of la national news, mm -hmm. um, or I, I follow national news a little bit, and there wasn't a lot said about him being here. True. On the national stage, people around here talked about it, but there wasn't a lot said about him being here. Yep, they did not talk about it, and so that that gave me pause. Um, why wasn't it something? Because when he made the statement, it was everywhere. But when he comes to visit, no one knows. And let's be clear, family, the GOP had a retreat in Baltimore. He came to the retreat. Let's be clear. So when you hear things, let's know the whole piece well, of it. Well, Baltimore he, is not a retreat. What, what kind of retreat are you going to have here? Think, so what I'm saying, they came to <laughs> East Harbor, all of the GOP boys, you know, they came to East Harbor and they, you know, they had their little retreat and that's what's up. But he came here, no one, he didn't meet with the people. Baltimore's infested, so wouldn't you meet with the people, wouldn't the GOP, because this is a very, very blue state, isn't Jim McGrath blue? Yeah. 
why wouldn't you have a forum with the people so you can maybe flip the state? But that's not uh, there. Uh, that's not what they're here for. You know what they're here for? What they're here for? I don't know. That's, it's a perspective that I'm just thinking. You know, I just thought about it. Trump likes real estate. Baltimore has a lot of real estate that needs Corin. So when people tell you that your stuff is infested, be careful because they're going to buy your infested stuff. So let me tell you something, family. Don't listen to rhetoric. Get up. Except for this rhetoric. For, except for this rhetoric I'm talking. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, be discerning in your palate. Don't let someone tell you something. You know what I'm saying? Let, let, let think about it. You got a real estate guru come to a place that has the most dilapidated real estate right now in the inner city on the East Coast. Baltimore is number one. So he's a real estate guy. These guys have money. Um, this land that is infested and that they're going to, that we're all moving away from in these neighborhoods that we're leaving, someone's going to live there. Gentrification is real. So when you speak about something and then you come visit it and then you don't speak to the people that you said are being hurt and you have the power to change their existence, then just be careful about what's on the news. And it wasn't on the news much, as G said. So I just wanted to mention that to you guys. Get your house in Baltimore. Get you some property. <laughs> it's for your legacy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, G? I Get you something. Pick up. Pick up something. Box up. So um, also... There's an epidemic in Baltimore or in this area with murders and women. And children also, you know, um, a lot is going on and they're not talking about it. But this murder of women and children is scary because when you start murdering women, you, a race can be extinct. The womb of a woman births the nation. So when the women are dying and the children who now bring come forth and um, keep, because we need youth in our society. If everybody's old, we're in trouble. So we got women and children dying too much in Baltimore. And I think we're kind of numb to murder. Murder's not a big deal to us now. I mean, it's like, oh, somebody got killed. And we move on. But something is wrong. And um, I just think that we have to say something or do something. I don't know what to do. I'm not the head right, but I know that something's wrong. What you think? It is a little. It is shocking to um, see the the violence that is um, that has been plaguing the city for a long time. Sure. To see it spill out of um, the normal context and touch families in different ways. You're right. Um, there are a lot of reasons for it. From what I understand, there are a lot of um, there tend to seem to be a lot more women that are getting involved in some way into the drug trade True. and are in these situations where um, in a lot more dangerous situations than we used to seeing. Um, same with young people um, are being attracted into or Im implicated in or getting caught in the crossfire of a lot of these um, drug and gang related activities. Sure. Um, and it's connected to, if you look at the, the performance of the schools here, there's a lot of um, low-performing schools. Um, yep. And there's a lot of distress in that system. So, you know, we see the results of it, but there's a lot of underlying, there are so many underlying things that um, are feeding into one second. There are a lot of underlying things that are feeding into that um, that problem. It is, it is, and I just wanted to, you know, to talk to the family about it. It's like, listen, keep, we got to keep our women safe. We need our kings to step up. Uh, we have to keep our children safe. Um, we have to change the way we move. It is important that um, we protect each other because this is too much. And um, I just was listening to the news, and they had found that woman, and they're looking for a car now. As I was working out this morning, <laughs> I heard it. I don't know her name, and I, but I know she's um, she was a grandmother. They found her in plastic and blankets. She'd been missing for I think a week or so. Black ladies, it's unfortunate. So, and I don't care what color they are, white, orange. No one deserves to die the way the things is happening in Baltimore. So listen, be careful out there. Baltimore is not 
<laughs> it is not a fantasy out there. It's not Never Neverland, is it? It can be. You be never, never here. <laughs> you better be careful out there, Joan. That's, that's, that's real talk. But also, let's move on. But please, please be careful in Baltimore. I mean, we all need to live and love and, and, and uh, just be here and, and be better people. So we was talking about Brandon Scott, 27-year-old, president, president, current president of city council by default. Um, and I won't say default. He was there in place, so it's not the fault, but, uh, you know, it was a little something, something happened. And now he's uh, decided to be the mayor, probably will be one of the youngest mayors in the country if it comes, if it actually uh, comes to fruition. But uh, I, you know, Black Box Radio, we're neutral, you know. No, not, no. You got ideas. Yeah, but we're not Democratic. We're not Republican. We're African. You know what I'm saying? We black. So... <laughs> I just want to know at 27, what can you legislate for me at 107? Talk to me, bro. Well, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel that comfortable with a 27 year old just you in don't general. Have enough stuff in your life, right? Um, yeah, I, I feel like you, you, you gotta have some stuff. Crime so, so the only caveat to that would be if you were one of those people who like um, had a really accelerated educational experience, and then you've already been in a professional life for like ten years, even though you're still young. Mm-hmm. So, if you were someone who like went to college early, graduated at sixteen from college, and you've been in the world for ten years already, and you're now twenty-seven, mm-hmm. that would be one thing. But if you're just three or four years out of school, (laughs) I don't see how your level of experience Mm -hmm. is conducive to being, um, making the types of decisions that would have a positive impact on a very, already a very difficult situation to go into. Exactly. And that's why I say it lends me to think that you know, at 27, someone will take, will take me under their arm and say, you know, let me help you with this. And then press my, their ideas on me because, you know, I'm young. Right. You know, so at 27, someone has to say, come on, young man, let me show you. So who's behind Right. Yeah. The so machine. The, so I, I, that's what I want to know. So I want to see where the money at, y'all there. Well, the big thing is being on city council at isn't, 27. isn't in and of itself an accomplishment. You're just there. What, what have you actually done while you're there? Mm, you know. Speak, G. So <laughs> speak. A lot of times, getting elected elected is not actually doing the work. No, they stay. They want to stay elected. So that's when they're supposed to do the work, but they don't. And again, this is not a really informed spe- opinion specific to him. True. It's a generalization a politician. of a person that age. And I don't know enough about him to judge any differently. True. Uh, but you ask me my initial take, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too thrilled about it. Mm-hmm. Again, he might be the best choice True. based on who else is running. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, people, you know, they're looking for fresh and young. And, you know, this young thing is important. We do need our fruit to be at the forefront, but we cannot throw the wisdom away. We got to be very careful of getting rid of the people because then we'll start repeating the same mistakes. You need somebody to say, "Yo, hold up, Shorty. That's not how you do it." So definitely, we do need youth, but you need your wisdom too. It's a problem when you want to put the elderly away and just let the youth run everything. I love the youth, and I think we need them, but we definitely need these these older cats to come in. But the problem with the older cats is they corrupt. So I don't know about policy and politicians. Yo, that's my that's not not my game. I'm black box radio. I'm neutral. I love the black community. I'm just talking about Brandon Scott because he, like Trump says, he's a black. So, you know, <laughs> we're talking about another black <laughs> and he's 27. And that's all good. He's cute. You know, ladies, we got to look at you. <laughs> but, he, you know, he got little shoulders. He's a little guy. But it's all good. So, and it's about 12 candidates um, running. Um, it's going to be more. We're going to have a big old probably bunch of Democrats standing up there in line. <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of them. And um, the deadline f- to run is 124-2019. So if any of you, anybody in the community think they can be mayor, listen, all you have to be is a citizen. 
And I think in certain hold on, ages. Hold on, hold on. You said 124. That can't be. That's gone. Oh. oh I had the wrong date. <gasps> <laughs> I wrote the wrong date. <laughs> I wrote the wrong date. And to I wrote the wrong date. But April 24th is the primary. That is. That's right. in 2020. 2020. Yeah, so 124-2020 okay. is the deadline to file. So anybody in the community and live in Baltimore City can be mayor. So um, you guys, if you think that's something you can do, because everybody's complaining, da 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 listen, box up, go run. So that's not my thing. If that's your thing, 124-2020, you have time. And the primary is April 24th, so get with it. You know, we got a possible Sheila Dixon rerun. This would be her tertiary she, she ain't playing but i don't know if she's running she hasn't said anything but they're thinking like she's coming sheila's coming come on sheila listen brandon scott box up come to black box sheila dixon we definitely need you we want to hear your perspective you've been in baltimore a long time and baltimore loves you and that ain't no joke baltimore loves sheila dixon so um come on in and then you know the current mayor jacko Jack Young, he might run too. So this is really interesting, this Democratic and this voting thing, you know. I think voting, I would say to the to community, voting is a tool. I don't think it's the end all. Um, I think we don't really have a lot to vote for. Um, but that's my perspective. Um, I'm not saying don't vote, but I'm saying that um, it is a tool. We got to do more. We got to vote. We got to love each other. We got to look at our finances. We got to do some group economics. We got to change us. So what you think about voting, bro? bro? Um, I vote. Mm-hmm. We vote, both of us. Um, what you think about it? Well, I mean, it is one of the, I think it's a minimum, I think it's a minimum level of engagement. It really is. It's very minimal. So And it's, silent. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's the least you could do, you know? <laughs> If you're gonna, if you're going to um, be in any way um, concerned about the the political environment, the least you could do, if you have that privilege, is to vote. Is to vote. That's the least you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, then beyond that, you have all the, the direct actions that you can take in your community that have an you know have an impact as well. Sure. So there are a lot of people, there are a lot of ways that you can have a social impact and an impact in your community that are outside of the political system. Sure. But, I mean, you know. Well, and there's a tool, that's what I think. Like you said, it's the least you could do. I think it's very minimal. Um, And we haven't, I don't think we've had um, quality things to actually vote for, but, you know. Well, I mean, sometimes there you know, the vote isn't necessarily about it's the specific. It's the greater evil, I think. Well, no, it's not. When you're voting, you're not just voting for people. A lot I mean, of times, policy. I mean, like, not a lot of times there are issues on the ballot directly that. True, you're right. You know, so and, being yep. so being aware of those issues on the ballot, and then there's some candidates that do have a more direct impact. So, who you're voting for to represent you in your district in your city might have a much larger impact than who's representing you in the Senate of the United States. Local politics is where it's at. And, where it and, and those votes those votes do count. They do. Um, because there, there's a small number of people that are voting for this specific thing. So your vote and your voice does matter there. And the people who are working directly with you in your city, uh, in your neighborhoods, you, you, if you see these people around and you see those people advocating for you, um, then you know that the vote yes, it, it, make, it makes a difference because, I mean, I, I'm I'm out in the community a lot, low key, and and I I see some leaders present. I see some leaders listening to people and talking to people and engaging with people and bringing information back into the community. Um, some people do it much better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it, on that level, it does make a difference. They they are willing and able to amplify the voice of those who they serve. Um, I believe that. So the stuff that you, the issues that you might hear about on the news and on the national scene, that's one thing. But what's going on right around you is a. It's the most important. That's what touches your life. It's going to touch your life um, Mm -hmm. in a much more um, tangible way. You're right. Have your words, G. Listen, you're killing us. Tangible. You're bringing it today, ain't you? (laughs) 
But anyway, let's let's move on. But listen, we got two things in politics. We got the mayor coming up 2020. And please, family, don't forget about the census. I'm going to bring that back to you. And I'm going to make sure you understand what the census means to us as a black community, the resources that it brings into the community. So we got to talk about that also. We got to understand that politics touches us. And we got to stop being devoid of it and act like, oh, we don't know what's going on. Well, I'm bringing it to you. We're going to talk about it. You, you make your decisions. I'm not telling you what decision to make, but we need to talk about this, this mayor, um, political thing, political run in 2020, and the census. So that's in a show that's coming up, but we are definitely going to talk about the census. All right. So I did, I always want to do on uh, Black Box Radio some black fact. Okay. All right, G. So we got some black facts. Nine nineteen. Jackie Robinson elected Rookie of the Year, nineteen forty-seven. He, it was he was the first African American to be the Rookie of the Year in the MLB, and the MLB was in existence since eighteen eighty-nine. Well, he was the first he black the person f- in the MLB, and he was the and that was his excuse me, and that was his first year, right? Nineteen forty-seven. He came in the door, instead and ripped it up. Became became the um, the most valuable player his first year, and he was the first one since 1889. So all you guys running down to the Oreo Park, remember, Africans didn't see the field <laughs> to 1947. That's like 60 years, bro? It's, yeah. It's, it's more than 60 years. More, more, a little more than 60, but not, definitely not long. Don't it's, think it's, like it's, it's 150 years ago. No, it's... it's it's 70 years. And, but it's within our lifetime right. of people living now. So right. it wasn't long ago. And we got to understand that these things are just happening. We're still in first, and we've been here for centuries. So I just want to say that. And it's a black fact, and we love Jackie Robinson. And he was instrumental in breaking the color barrier for, for all sports, not just um, um, baseball. Yeah, he was in baseball. Not just baseball. All of them. So um, Jackie Robinson changed the game. And he was an exceptional athlete. Let's not talk about that. So we got eight, I got 819 in 1884. The lantern was patented by Michael C. Harvey, a black man. So all this time they walking around with sticks, <laughs> with light, with fire at the end. I wonder what they was doing with the sticks with the fire. But he actually invented the lantern. I don't know if many people know that. His name is Michael C. Harvey, 1884. 619, everyone should know about this. That's Juneteenth. The Emancipation Proclamation was uh, an act in 1863. But the black folks in Texas did not even know they were emancipated. They were still slaves for two more years. Texas did not release its slaves until 1865. And that's what Juneteenth is. It's the celebration of freedom for slaves that were slaves for two extra years just because they wasn't willing to get rid of them. So that's a black fact. Um, Let's do two more, and then we're going to move on. We got uh, the first African-American chief judge of federal court, James B. Parsons, 319 in 1961. He was the first. And that's definitely like 40-something years. The first uh, African-American chief judge of federal court. So in 1875, Carter G. Wilson on 1219 was born. He's the progenitor of black history. So he was born in uh, 1219 as a terrorist in 1875. So those are five black facts. Um, I always want to give some facts to the people because we got to know that we're great. We did so many things. And I mean, I have a plethora of them. Don't think this is just one. I gave five because I could have gave you 50. That's how great we are. Real talk. Yes, sir. (laughs) What do you think about them facts, Jay? Uh, It's very uh, uh, wide range of different contributions. Yes. Um, So and I guess the theme is 19. 19, of course. And and what happened on 19? We got another black fact. What that is? Black Box Radio, 919. Absolutely. <laughs> this, is, this is a period in like a, a, an anomaly of dates. All the days between the 10th um, of September and the 19th 
are palindromes on the calendar, meaning they read but backwards and forwards to both ways. Can you tell me what that means? Well, say that word again for, for the family. A palindrome is a word that reads backwards and forwards the same way. I told you y'all going to get some information so, on here. like kayak is if you spell yeah, it back. Yeah, kayak. Love it. In any direction, it's the same. So 9-19-19, if you read the numbers backwards, it's still 9 But 9-17-19 is like that too? Yeah, because the 7 is in the middle. So the, all week, that with this whole period of days, all the all the numbers read backwards and forwards the same way. So let's, it's an anomaly in um, what's it called? A palindrome. So let's say that my life is a palindrome because I was born on nine seventeen. Um, nice in nineteen nineteen though. No, not nineteen. It's got to be. Oh, you, then you I'm not a palindrome. I'm just a blacker drone. You have to have the the nines on both sides. Oh no, but then I would be zero years old. No. Right. So yeah, nine, nineteen, nineteen, it's the same both ways. It is. That's amazing. I did not know that. She is so smart, guys. That's why he's around me. You know. I need him. <laughs> so that that that's great. I've never even palodrome. Love it. Kayak. Yeah, kai, kayak. Race car. Race car. Wow. You're so smart, you. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely so smart. I just wanted to share with you guys, um, and I have to say that. Well, no, I'm not going to say that next. Let's 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 move on. I'm, I'm gonna get the two things out, and then I'm gonna say that because that's like a final movement because we about to box up. So let me um, let me um, hit the altar call. Black box got an altar, so we got to put something on the altar. <laughs> The altar call, we want, to, we want to find some black tattoo artists. So we want to talk to the black tattoo artists in Baltimore. So hit us up, blackboxradio at gmail.com. Um, hit us on the gram. Hit us on Facebook. Um, holler at me because I want to have some of you guys on. Um, tattoos are big right now, and they've been big for a while. And um, I want to talk about the skin. I want to talk about how it affects black people, um, that type of thing. So hit me up, guys. And also, Black Box needs a legal component. I have some legal eagles that I'm going to bring on, but I definitely need a lawyer so we can uh, discern some of this stuff that comes out and how it, the application of it affects the black community. Um, we don't have no money, Shardy. But uh, if you want to come and talk pro, to the people. and Pro get bono. Pro bono. <laughs> we need your pro bono help but we also need the community needs you and also you can get business from it so we want to celebrate your business we want your mind space you want to tell us we, we definitely need to get into your mind and and because you guys know the law so we need some type of legal entity in here with us so please there's an altar call shawty so call us at call us black box radio <laughs> Call us at that. No. Hit us on the gram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, that's where you, well, Facebook, you can't do that on Twitter, can you? You know, I'm new to the social media game. Yeah, you can. Um, you can, you can, yeah, you, you can. Know, you can message. You can message. So, or, me at, or at Black Box Radio. Yeah, you can definitely message us. Um, of course, email blackboxradio at gmail.com. And um, that's the altar call for this show because I, I need those two things. So, holler at me, y'all. So, I want to get back to the point from before. Because we're about to walk up out of here. I just first want to say, um, this is such a blessing. Um, I'm so humbled to uh, be able to do this um, t for the community, the, the, the outpouring of um, support that I've been getting and that Black Box has been getting, because it's not about me. And um, it's truly a blessing to be able to sit in this seat and talk to the community and have them take time out of their time and come sit with us. Um, and to listen, um, we really, really appreciate you guys. I want to hear from you. This is an organic show. It's for Black Baltimore. It's actually for all of Baltimore, but we're coming from a Black perspective. We're not negating anybody who wants to come here. We want white, black, orange, midgets. People got their eyes tattooed. We want it all. Come talk. Come box up. Come talk to us. That's what we do want. We want to hear. If we're doing some things you don't like, talk, tell us. We can take constructive criticism. We might need to pull that out. So please get in touch with us again at blackboxradio at gmail.com and give us suggestions. Um, maybe there's some extraordinary people in your neighborhood and that we need to highlight what they're doing. We'll, I'll definitely come out. So that's not an issue. So please get in touch with us. But I want to go back to my appreciative 
language being appreciation to my community for letting me um be a part of it and um provide this platform for us by us um i appreciate g so much because he has helped me immensely i came in the door a mess <laughs> and now he's blessed my life so we i definitely will say appreciation to g he has been a rock he is a plethora of information you guys hear him he's so smart so um you got to have smart people around you remember that iron sharpens iron mm-hmm. so you got to have that type of thing around you so i'm i'm so blessed to have him and um for us to um i don't know if he's going to be in the mic all the time i hope so because he's he's really good at this you see how great his voice sounds he kind of moves us around so we can have him on the mic all the time but definitely the producer part you're gonna handle that ain't you Pachi? Absolutely. Absolutely. So all of the um, background music and stuff that you'll hear when as you're listening to the radio that kind of accentuates the story. Yep. I'll, I'll be adding that. So that's the G mix. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so and and he's he's we're gonna try to put out the best product we can and um, that product that we put out if it. Give us a little critique because um, we want to do things that you guys are into. Make sure you're entertained, but also informed. That's another thing, being informed. So I want to say. Um, Man, you rambling, yo. Okay. Let's, I got, wrap, let's wrap this up. Okay. This is the last one. Last one, bro. <laughs> Black Box Radio was my birthday present. My birthday is 9-17. So I've been able to have the best birthday present ever is to be a. Uh, a person who is being effectual in my community. And I appreciate that. Queen of B is about to be out. You know my thing, be black, be blessed, BBR out. G? All right, y'all, take it easy. It's G Forte. We will check you out next time. Peace.